Welcome to season three of Finding Joy in the Journey. I'm calling it the holiday episodes. It is crazy to me that the holidays are already here. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year. It's such a great time of the year. A time of gratitude, joy, and renewal. Sit back and relax and learn a tool or two to find more joy in this holiday season. I'm so happy to do a repost of a podcast episode from last year in December of 2020 with 12 tips to find joy for the holidays. There's probably some very COVID-specific things in that episode, but sadly, COVID is still around, so the tips are still good and applicable this year. I hope you enjoy these tips and apply them in your life and are able to have a very happy holiday. Also, I would love to hear any tips you have to be happier for the holidays. You can send them to me via my website, SheridanRipley.com, or on Instagram at PowerUpYourPrayers. Welcome to the 12 tips to be happy for the holidays. I'm excited to share this information with you. So I'm going to go through 12 different things. Actually, I think I have a bonus thing, so maybe 13 or 14. But what I want you to do is remember you don't have to do all of them. I want you to just pick a few. If you are taking notes, maybe just write down two or three that jump out at you. And also remember, it can be easy and fun to implement these tips. So that's my hope for you, is that you'll find one or two, or maybe even three that you want to try this holiday season. So this holiday season is a little bit different than our previous holiday seasons. Thanks to COVID, it's kind of crazy. I think that for me, one of the important things that's going to help me be able to stay happy through the holidays is to really work on maintaining my spiritual routine, which for me is my empower. So I make sure I meditate every day, pray every day, write in my journal every day, and read every day. I do love this quote by Michelle Craig. She said, use your agency to carve out time every day to draw close to God's voice. Pick a time and place and keep this sacred appointment with exactness for so very much depends on it. And I think that especially during the holidays when we can get distracted, we can, I know for me like presents, like I'm like, okay, I've got the presents, I've got to start wrapping. And like, I just have all these other things on top of my normal things. And it can make me forget really like the the important things, which is this is a season of celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And so I want to be able to focus on that and keeping that spiritual routine intact is going to help me to do that, to stay in that place. Okay, so this kind of goes along with it is staying grounded during the holiday excitements. I do think that doing your empower actions every morning can help you stay grounded. Remember a little bit is better than nothing. Even, I promise you, if you read one verse of scripture a day, that is better than reading none. If you can read a minute or five minutes, okay, that's great. But one verse counts. Same with like writing in your journal. This is the one that I have the hardest time doing is writing in my journal. But I figure even if I write down like one gratitude a day, that's still writing. I'm writing. And so just know that a little bit is better than nothing. Also, talking about shielding ourselves. Again, this holiday might be different because we're not around as many people as maybe we have been in the past. But if you have other people in your home, they have a lot of emotions and energy around the holidays. And so making sure that you shield yourself. Um, I love the color shield um, tool that I use where I imagine colors around me. And I can share that in the show notes. But 
that's just such a great way to make sure that you're protected energetically and emotionally from other people's stuff. And then staying grounded. So when I ground, I like to imagine being grounded in my body, like connecting my mind and my body, but also being connected to the earth or to the rock of Christ is how I like to imagine it. And then being connected to heaven. When we are able to be in this place of being grounded and shielded, it helps us to maneuver around situations that might arise that come up with the holidays, which we're going to kind of cover more specifically throughout the, the other tips. But when we're grounded and shielded, it just puts us in that good space to be able to handle those situations. And then using your light switch tool throughout the day as needed. The, this is a great tool to help if you get triggered or emotional or spinning about something. And I'll share a link to that too, because that is a side note. But all those three, those four things together, sorry, doing your empower actions, shielding yourself, grounding, and using your light switch tool are all ways to stay grounded and really present during all the excitement of the holidays. Okay, so here's our next tip. It's to think about what is it that you want for the holiday season? I mean, what I want, I don't, I'm not going to get because I'd love to see my parents this holiday season and that's not going to happen. So what do I want that I can have and I can enjoy being with my two boys that are home and my husband? And so, and then I can think about what do I really enjoy doing? And again, that might have to shift. There's a lot of exciting changes, right, that we get to maneuver around. So what do you really enjoy doing? What can you do this season? What do you want for this holiday? And as you can find joy in others' joy, it can kind of shift your perspective and taking into mind that. So that that is one thing that I do suggest you do is, yeah, you want to know what you want, but maybe take time to talk to your family and your friends and say, what is it that you want? What can, what can we create together this holiday season? That might look different, but that what's really important. And so for my kids, like we decorate gingerbread houses and seriously, they're horrible. I mean, we don't do a good job. That's part of the fun. I think they really just like eating the candy, but that's okay. So for them, that's important. So I just had to make sure that I'm, I'm gonna, I ordered that online. So I made sure we had our gingerbread kit even though I don't like doing that, but I enjoy seeing their joy, if that makes sense. So it's not always, not always about us, which I think as women, it rarely is about us. But so take time to think, what do you want as a woman and what does your family want and kind of find the balance in that. Another thing is to think about what kind of connections do you want to make? And again, this might look different than other years, but maybe making sure you reach out to um, people on the phone or do a Zoom call or something like that. How can you do that during this holiday season? Once you've thought about what you want, add that to your prayer sheet and ask God to help you create it. Pray for help in creating these experiences that you want because God, God loves us and he wants us to have a happy holiday season. So if you don't know what prayer cheat sheets are, check out my 40-day prayer challenge book and you can learn in there. So here's an example that I think a lot of us can relate to is like decorating for Christmas. Christmas tree decorating when I had my when my boys were little, 
definitely looked one way and it was so fun because they were so excited and they like had their favorite ornaments and they'd hang them up and they'd put the train up and it was just there was so much joy to that for me and then as my boys have grown it has become more of a fight to have them participate I have had to change the way we do things in a way that I can still feel happy about it so I have to change my thoughts about it and I also think, what is it that I want to feel? And really, I want to feel peace and a little bit of happiness. And so this time, I made it all about the treats. I'm like, okay, guys, while we're decorating, we're going to be baking the pumpkin pie. And they kind of like, I guess I bribed them a little bit for the Christmas treats. But it ended up being better than last year. So for us, that worked this year. But I'm going to talk a little bit later about expectations. And I used the Christmas tree example then, too. So I'll delve a little deeper into that. Our next tip is to say no. So you can rate things on a scale. Again, this is gonna look different than previous years because we're not gonna have as many like parties and things like that. Or we used to go to follow the star every year. We don't have that. What you do have, you can rate. And it, something like gingerbread houses, have everybody in your family rate how important are decorating gingerbread houses on a scale of one to 10. If it isn't at least a five for people, then don't do it. Unless like maybe I'm a two on the gingerbread houses, but everybody else is a nine, then okay. Because you like average it out, that's more than five. But really truly, I think a lot of our holiday traditions, maybe other people don't care. We're doing it because we think it's important to them, but when we take time to ask, they're like, ah, it's like a two, you know? And then when you do say no, you don't have to explain why. If you are invited to a, an activity, um, like we're doing a Zoom Christmas party at our church. And so if I didn't want to go, it's kind of much easier now, right? I, don't, I just wouldn't show up. But if you do have to say no, you don't have to explain it. You can just say no, that's no, sorry. You know? And this is one of my favorite tips with saying no, is that if it's not necessary to your salvation, it is okay to say no to it. So Christmas parties are not necessary to your salvation. Gingerbread houses, not necessary to your salvation. Even decorating the Christmas tree, not essential. So it's kind of like a really nice way to prioritize things, right? And it gives you that ability to say no if that's what's best for your family. Okay, so before specific events, set an intention. So for instance, with the decorating the tree, I had that intention of having fun and like feeling peace. That was my intention. This example I have here about honoring yourself is like, used to be I'd go to the Christmas parties and I'm kind of more of an introvert. So for me, I would like to just sit in a spot and like let people come to me versus I have another friend that's very social and she loves to talk to everybody and get to know everybody. And so for me, my intention is to like go and just kind of have people come to me and strengthen and renew connections, catch up with people that come to me. Like that's what felt good to me. So you could do that with even um, like opening gifts or decorating cookies or buying gifts, right? Like what is your intention? And once you've set that, then you can move forward in that activity with more purpose and especially if you add it to your prayer cheat sheet, then God's going to help you to create that experience. Realistic expectations and boundaries. 
So again, it used to be everyone decorated the Christmas tree and it was a little chaotic, but it was so fun. So now I have a realistic expectation and it's also a boundary that everyone helps with one part of the setting up of Christmas. For instance, maybe one of my boys, he just helps bring the stuff up from the basement and then he can't leave. He has to be in the room, but he doesn't have to participate in actually hanging the ornaments. Someone else, maybe my husband does the outside decorations, right? And oh, I do say, here's one of my boundaries, guys, is that everyone has to put up at least two or three ornaments. I don't know if that's realistic, but they did it because it was, I guess, because it was realistic, right? That's not too many. And I want them in the room while it's happening. So this year it went really well. And I was really happy how it went. I did set some pretty clear boundaries before, but the boys were like really helpful this year. It was crazy and awesome. But I knew if they weren't, I was going to be okay. Like if they really just wanted to hang one or two ornaments, I was going to be okay with that. Okay. So this last one that I said was the realistic expectations and boundaries. But our next tip is to let go of expectations. <laughs> which you're kind of like, wait, what are you saying, Sheridan? That's totally contradictory. But what you want to do is know what you want, set that intention, maybe pray for it, right? And then let it go. Be flexible, okay? Because if you are, things are just going to go that much better. So how do we let go of expectations? And I think about like when my kids were little, I would like plan this super amazing family home evening. Even though it didn't go as I pictured it in my head, I just had to have faith that whatever I was teaching would kind of sink in through their, like into their brain somehow, right? Um, Mother's Day is another good example. Like you have this idea of how you want Mother's Day to be where like your kids will write you a letter, you know, who knows? Or even remember to get you a gift, that'd be nice. But in reality, it's just a normal day. So you can have expectations, but you need to be flexible and able to just say, okay, yep, no one got me a gift. All right, it's just a normal day. That's okay. I don't need it. Of course, it's okay to want it. It's okay to want to have special experiences or special recognition on Mother's Day, which ideally you would have, but I don't need it to have peace or to feel loved. So I have my lasagna dinner fiasco example where my oldest son loves lasagna and so one night I made I'm like hey we're gonna have dinner at this time he's like hey I'll be there this is when he was still living at home and I made lasagna and of course you know he wasn't home for the dinner and I like got so upset and like I think I ended up like going to our bedroom and like crying or something I don't know it was kind of ridiculous but that's when I was like, I really just need to let go of expectations. I had set an expectation and boundary like, hey, I'm making a special Sunday dinner. Please come home by 6 p.m. But then I really, in order to enjoy it, I should have just let go of that expectation. With that, we need enduring and persistence. You want to keep inviting them, your family members, to participate. And stay in peace. Stay in joy and endure well, like just invite and then let go. Let it go, let it go. It's much easier said than done, but when you can, it's amazing. And I'll tell you, I know that because I've had a lot of practice <laughs> and things go so much better when I do let go of expectations. Not perfect at it by any means. Practice acceptance at the holidays. I love the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. 
the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And often, there's not very much we can change except ourselves and our own expectations and thoughts around that. Okay, counting your blessings. I love this. Count your blessings instead of your troubles. Count your smiles instead of your tears. Count on God instead of others. A lot of us recently participated in the Give Thanks Challenge where just writing your blessings down and sharing them, even just in your journal, is powerful. And what I found is at the beginning, I was just kind of like, I'm grateful for my family, I'm grateful for my husband, I'm grateful for my kids. And then I started getting like, oh, I am grateful for space heaters, right? I am grateful for um, my little heating pad I put in the microwave at night, and then I bring it into bed with me. It's so warm and I love it. Right, so there's so many things that we can be grateful for, but as we start noticing our blessings, then we notice more. It does grow. So this is a great tool if you can maybe take the ones you already shared on the, the Give Thanks Challenge if you did that, and then just add more. Aim for 20 to 30, or even if you just write one a day, right? Like that, there is power in that. And then practicing gratitude. Gratitude is one of the higher vibration and so when you are able to count your blessings and have gratitude for it, what do I have? I have a heating pad and I love it. And I just breathe that in that gratitude. It raises my vibration about other things. So that's just kind of a continuation tip of the counting your blessings. That's one way to practice gratitude. Keep traditions and rituals, but keep them balanced. So if they bring you joy, then definitely keep them. Remember, this goes back to like doing that scale of one to 10. And maybe the scale of one to 10 is like joy versus like boring or something. I don't know, right? If they do bring you joy, keep them. But if you keep them, keep them balanced. So one of my friends did this by, she used to make like, you know, 10 different types of cookies at Christmas. But she kept that tradition of making cookies, but she just made the three favorite cookies. We used to go to follow the star. And that was three nights at the church with the live nativity and it was amazing and it makes me just my heart break a lot that it's not going to happen this year what we used to do is we'd go like all three nights and that was too much oh my heck it was great but that for me as an introvert no so i started going just one night even if my family went more nights than that i would go one night so find that balance for you and it might be different for different family members and that's okay I don't know how that would look this year, but you know, just keep that in mind. Like your balance might look different than their balance. And, and it's okay if you need less of something. And if you're the one making the cookies and they're like, no, we want these five kinds of cookies and say, well, this is the year for you to learn. Here you go. Here's the recipe. I'm going to make my two favorite. You make your three favorite or something. Just find the balance in that. I mean, this is somebody I've never made a cookie that, actually tasted good in my life so that's not me but I do like to eat cookies which I need to be balanced about that too but again food that's coming that tip be in the moment and feel the joy when my boys were when we were decorating the tree the other day I like paused and I just kind of was like oh my gosh this feels good like I'm in the moment and I'm feeling the joy and there's different ways you can do this square breathing um, is a type of breathing that can help you. It's easy, and I'll teach you to in one second. It can help you be mindful and bring you into the moment. So square breathing is it's four. You do you breathe into the count of four, 
you hold your breath for the count of four. You breathe out to the count of four and you hold your breath to the count of four. And then in to the four, hold four, out four, hold four. So it makes a square, okay? So that's one really easy way to get yourself, I think it gets you grounded when you focus on your breath and brings you into that moment and being just mindful of what's going on. I love saying to myself, I am completely stopping. I'll breathe in, I am completely stopping. That, what that does is it just like stops my mind and my body somehow and just gets me really present. And then I can be present in that moment. I, I'm actually gonna have a podcast about presence or presence coming up, but that is one thing, like presence meaning presence you wrap, or presence like I am present, right? And what is more important in the holidays is really being present, not the presence we get. Though so those are fun too. But being in the moment. So I even try to do that when I'm wrapping presents is be really present while I'm wrapping them and feel the joy of that, feel the joy of wrapping, which I haven't always loved wrapping, but I've it's more fun now that I am mindful about what I'm doing and present in doing that. Okay, here we go. Finally, we're to the eating. Mindful eating. I do qigong, which is a fun exercise. It's the only exercise I've ever really loved. But anyway, my, my qigong master, Sifu Anthony, talks about qigong, and he talks about taking 30 chews per bite. That is insane if you've ever tried it. So usually when I try to do this, I maybe get 20. <laughs> but he does say, so take a bite, put the fork down, chew 30 chews, savor what you do eat. Okay, so that's the first tip is chew gong. Okay, super cute. The second tip under mindful eating is decide ahead of time how much you're going to eat. I think this will be easier this year. Uh, there won't be the holiday parties probably, I'm guessing. Um, I know for me, like I'd go to the holiday party and I'd hope, well, actually, usually I'd bring the peppermint JoJo's so that there'd definitely be some, but I'd, I have to decide ahead of time because honestly, I'll just binge on all the yummy, delicious Christmas treats. So you could do this also like, you know, Christmas dinner or whatever. You're having treats, you know, how many pieces of pie are you going to have tonight? One's probably enough. But if you decide ahead of time, you're much more likely to do it than just, you know, not thinking about it. Then this next tip under mindful eating is really actually my most helpful tip is to use your garbage can. And someone said, I don't know who, better to waste it in there than to waste it in here, meaning in your body. So better to waste it in the garbage can than to put it in your body and it's waste because you don't need it. Some of it is already garbage. So when we get treats, I have very little willpower, especially if there's chocolate in them. So I'll have one or two and then I'll literally throw them in the garbage. So whoever's listening to this will probably never bring me treats, which is fine because then I won't eat them. My family gets so mad at me, but I'm like, you guys, sorry if you don't eat it. I mean, I give them a chance to eat it that night. But then if it's not eaten, I'm like, it's going in the garbage because otherwise I will eat the rest the next day. Like it's, there's no doubt. That's just how I am. So I would rather it be in the garbage can than be in my body. I mean, I want to have a, a few. I want to have like two cookies, but I don't want to have like 10. Okay, we've got our bonus tip, which is to watch your words during the holidays. 
So it's pretty easy to say like the holidays are stressful or the holidays are super busy. That carries the energy with it versus saying exciting, like the holidays are exciting. And that has a much lighter energy to it. I don't even know what the holidays of 2020 are going to be like. Maybe it's going to feel boring and then I'm going to need a different world, like maybe peaceful. The holidays this year will be really peaceful instead of what I want to say is boring, right? It's important to recognize and to see the words you're saying and to think, is this what I want to create? Do I want the holidays to be boring? No, I do want them to be peaceful. So I'm going to choose to say that. The other thing is the holidays give us lots of opportunities to practice mindfulness and to practice being aware of our thoughts. So practice being present and aware of how you're feeling and notice the words you are saying and see what words you can change it to. And sometimes it takes a little while to find the words that feel right. So be patient with yourself and give yourself a lot of grace as you focus on that. All right. Thanks for listening today. I can't wait to hear how this tool helps you. You can connect with me on Instagram at PowerUpYourPrayers. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I have instructions on how to do this on my website, SheridanRipley.com, as well as a lot of other great resources. I love to read every review that I get. It makes me feel so happy to know that I'm helping others. Also, if you have a friend you think would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Enjoy your week.